Hi, everybody. Welcome to Artifice episode 154. Oh, I listened back to this episode last week and was just over the moon about it. Angie is such a special find um, for me, and I'm just so pleased that she came and talked with me and just, I don't know, brilliant incredible, amazing story. Um, I, I think I said this in the interview, but seriously, someone should make a documentary about this woman. Um, so if you're listening and you or someone you know is looking for someone awesome to make a documentary about, may I submit Angie for <laughs> consideration? Um, you know, I have been thinking about the fact that for the last several months, um, when I've been doing these intros, I've been saying, you know, I don't have any announcements. There's nothing going on. And this in the last week or so, I've just been kind of reflecting on that and thinking that it's not really true. I mean, I, uh, I don't have anything specific that I want to kind of direct your attention to. So in that sense, it's true, but I have, I'm just working on art things like every minute of every day. I'm doing so many things and, and my brain is just like busy all the time thinking about all of the projects that I'm working on. And I just wanted to tell you that I've been, um, it's wedding season. So I've been traveling all around the inner mountain West, um, playing weddings and just trying to bring, you know, all of all of the kind of intentions that you've been hearing about in this season um, to the work that I'm doing in, in those spaces. I've again said it before, but um, you know, in the past when I, when I first started this podcast, I talked a lot about lowercase a art and capital A art and, you know, kind of distinguished between those things. And I just, I just no longer really quite feel like that's, you know, the way that I want to continue thinking about it. And I really want to try to make all of the art that I'm doing and all of the creativity that I'm participating in as sort of high-minded and beautiful and expansive and verdant as I can. Um, I've also been preparing, starting to prepare my materials for um, the fall semester at Utah Valley University where I teach. I'm teaching um, a brand new class that I'm developing curriculum for, um, and I'm teaching a, a couple of other classes for um, the second time. So just, you know, trying to, again, make those things as, as artful as possible and really think about community. And um, I'm always thinking about the podcast and trying to think about, you know, in which new directions can I take it? What corners of the art world have I not explored? Um, yeah, so I just, I just wanted to tell you that and just let you know that even though I haven't been, um, you know, posting or promoting a lot of, uh, finished products that are sort of consumable to the general public, um, there's nothing dormant happening. <laughs> I'm just, I'm doing, I'm doing a lot. And, and, you know, with the kind of capital A art, as I used to think of it, which is to say, you know, my original music, um, I'm also doing a lot of, a lot of thinking and, and, uh, you know, planning and sort of 
yeah, just brainstorming. I, I know I've said this before as well, but I know what I'm writing about. Um, and I'm, I'm researching, I'm thinking about it, you know, every day. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to kind of give that little report and especially as you know, this season of the podcast is kind of coming to a close. Um, it's always interesting in retrospect to kind of see themes emerge that in real time, as I'm recording these episodes, I wasn't really aware of. Um, it's, it's an interesting thing for me to, um, record the episodes and then, you know, six to nine months later be listening to them again and kind of going, okay, I see this, this thing that I, that I, I really wasn't fully aware of in real time, even though those kind of little seeds of ideas were sort of there and I'm, I'm talking about them with the guest and anyway, that's all. As always, I'd love to hear from you if you're listening. And now is the time of the intro where I tell you a little bit more about our guest. Um, and I have to just apologize to Angie because I just didn't ask her how to pronounce her last name, but I, I'm going to assume it's Ray, spelled R-E. Okay, Angie Halford Ray is founder and owner of award-winning Unique Mosaics LLC, a global and nationally recognized custom mosaic tile artwork studio located in Salt Lake City, Utah. Her 22 years of experience in tile and design makes her a thought leader and top consultant in the U.S. with designers, tile contractors, builders, and architects in custom mosaic designs, and installation for the most demanding, intricate projects across the country. Um, the next section of her bio um, lists some really cool achievements and clients. You can see that on her bio. Um, Angie has a strong formal education and training background with college coursework and training in advertising and graphic design, as well as business, business administration and entrepreneurial studies. Angie has philanthropic efforts whoops, philanthropic efforts and shows her passion with popular custom mosaic artwork classes by teaching her students and creating custom curriculum at Western Art Glass in South Salt Lake, Utah. Her expert knowledge of installation where her community's capacity to self-perform uh, custom mosaic installations also makes her an excellent installation liaison. Her clientele trusts and respects their custom orders to ensure a long-lasting productive relationship with this installation consulting paired with the highest quality mosaic products. Angie's knowledge of period-specific tile makes her the go-to nationwide for historical restoration projects and renovations in many of the country's historical districts and stringent architectural review committees. That is so cool. Her continuous ability to procure, design, create, and build custom mosaic tile artwork makes her the, the authority in this trade. Her quality and attention to detail remains unmatched, and her experience rivals the largest manufacturers with a competitive advantage in the tile installer community. With her in-depth technical expertise and decades of experience, and Angie also wanted me to note that for 2023, she's a new board member for Canvas for Cause in Utah, a new member of South Salt Lake Chamber of Commerce, Women in Business, and um, I think she's teaching some classes, um, some continuing education classes for the University of Utah. Um, yeah. Okay. That's it. So without further ado, please enjoy you won't even have to try this interview with the incredible Angie Ray. Here it comes. 
Great art almost feels like magic. It opens our minds to brand new ideas and teaches us to see ourselves and our world more clearly. Of course, behind all great art, there are artists. And I think that's where the real magic happens. As we go beneath the art itself to explore how artists do what they do, we see glimpses of the sorts of creativity and resilience that lead to the art that moves our world. And maybe we can learn to borrow some of that magic for our own thinking. That's the goal here. And now that we're on the same page, let's dive in. I'm Emily Merrill, and this is Artifice. Does this sound good to you? Yeah, it sounds beautiful. Well, so, do you have any questions before we start, or like anything you wanted to kind of... No. Okay. Let's just... <laughs> let's dig in. Yeah. So I want you to be comfy. If you need to like pause at any time and use the restroom, that's cool. You can put your feet up. You can use a blanket. Just what's mine is yours. Okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm really glad you're here. I like... So I... The, the reason that I found you is um, one of my friends wanted to hire a mosaics artist to like make something for her boyfriend. And she was like, Emily, I know, you know, like all kinds of people. And I was like, I don't know any mosaics artists, but let me like look around. I like asked a few people. I can't remember who, but someone gave me your name. And then I was just looking at your work and I was like, okay, well, this is amazing. And I have to have her on the (laughs) podcast. So I'm so glad that you like agreed to come. It's great to like meet you and I'm excited to like hear about your work. So um, let's start at the beginning. Where did you grow up? Where are you from? I'm originally from North Carolina, so I lived there, I think, over 30 years of my life. Wow. Cool. Okay, so you're from North Carolina, and then, like, um, well, normally what I like to do at the beginning of the episodes is kind of get an idea of, like, you know, what the kind of creative environment was Mm -hmm. in your childhood. So um, what were you up to as a creative child? Like, what were the first kind of, like, little evidences that, like, you were a creative person? Well, I definitely recall a specific time in third grade, and I think this is when I realized that I was creative. So um, there was a poster contest at school, and it was each class was supposed to to create a poster, and it was for um, reading. So that was the main thing. Was yeah. mm -hmm. So. I spent a lot of time just creating this poster and it was like a mama bear with little baby bears. And then they had like the library behind them. And I remember putting in a lot of detail and I spent a lot of time on it. And then when I brought it to the school, um, it was, it was the, the teacher said the best one in the class. So the, we put all of yeah. the posters up. Yeah. And I I was kind of shocked at myself because mm. I thought, you know, I was going to have some stiff competition, yeah. you know. Isn't that <laughs> and, crazy? But the, the wildest thing is that the school was supposed to pick one for each class. And then that person was going to go on to try to win for the school. Yeah. And they disqualified me. <gasps> They, the, um, the school and principal thought that, that my mom helped. You know, I have had so many artists sit in this chair and tell me really similar stories. Yeah. That's so crazy. So before that, were you like drawing a lot? Like, you know, cause this skill had to come from somewhere. Like, were you kind of practicing before that? 
Well, you know, I I spent a lot of time um, in my room because I was yeah. grounded. <laughs> so, a little wild, naughty yeah. child. I so it. I um, I was drawing a lot yeah. during that time and reading books. Cool. And I was reading a lot of books that were kind of way over my head. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I decided that if I was going to sit in my room, I wanted to become really smart. I love this kind of thing. Like, this is something that I'm so captivated by about creative mm-hmm. children. Like, where does this impetus come from to, like, for a child to, like, work? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's so interesting to me. It's absolutely fascinating. Did you have siblings? I had two <laughs> half-sisters. I have two half-sisters, Are yes. So older or I'm the oldest. Okay, yeah. okay. So you had no other kids to kind of compare no. to, which is interesting. I'm the oldest, too. And mm-hmm. then what about your parents or, like, the adults in your life? Were, like, were any of them creative? Did they, like, notice that you were creative? Like, what was kind of going on there? Um, well, I think the school noticed. Okay. You know? So they wanted to send me to um, magnet school, but I think at that time um, I was I was going to school in Raleigh, North okay. Carolina, yeah. and they wanted to send me to like a magnet school, but I don't think my mom understood what that was yeah. and thought it was like an expensive private school sure. or something. So that didn't end up happening, but um, my dad is creative um so I was living with my mom and stepdad at the time in third grade so my dad he is um saxophone player cool and so he was really talented musically and then I had a lot of musical talent um in my family oh in your family yeah did were you did you play anything or sing or anything I sang yeah Cool. cool yeah I did that for a while so what do you what do you remember about like, can you tell me more about this thing of like, I'm in my room, I want to get really smart. Like, what does that <laughs> feel like? Like, tell me what that felt like from your like perspective. Well, you know, I was in third grade, so um, I was thinking that I have books, I have paper yeah. and markers and yeah. all of that, and I wanted to do something with myself so I thought why not be productive with my time sitting in here so cute I love it yeah don't you think like I don't know I just think it's so special like Mm -hmm. for a little kid to like have that kind of advocacy like I think it's kind of rare I feel like it's even rare like I teach college and like some of my college students like you know they'll talk to me like they're music majors you know they've declared They've declared an intention to be a professional creative. And some sometimes I just feel like, well, why aren't you doing anything? Like, right. it's crazy to me. But I was a child like, like you. Like, I wanted to be productive. I had a sense of my own identity mm-hmm. and my own kind of, like, advocacy. I had a sense that, like, even as a child, I had some control over, like, my life and my time. Mm-hmm carving out those little moments. And I love what you said about like wanting to read too. Like, I think that's such an important thing, like taking in, you know, Mm -hmm. things that spark your imagination. I don't know. Yeah. It was pretty wild, you know? And I mean, it was the eighties. There was a lot of good music during that time. 
And, uh, you know, but I did notice an entrepreneur yeah. mindset early on as well. So cool. Um, like a friend of mine who would, she, she lived in Missouri at the time, but she would come visit her dad for the summers. And so her and I hung out and, uh, ever since I was, um, five years, no, I was six years old and she was five years old. Yeah. And, um, she and I would come up with these ideas where we could just like create these nature leaf things. Yeah. And, and we were like, we're going to make a hundred dollars because we'll make a hundred of these and go sell them door to door, so you cute. know, and we only sold like four of them, but the, the idea and then the execution, but, like mm-hmm. that's really something did yeah. you, you, your parents or her parents, like, were they aware of what you were doing? And if so, like, how did they talk about it with you? Oh yeah. They, they, um, were aware that we were doing it. They basically let us do what we want, Yeah, you know? So it was very relaxed. Um, Cute. they were kind of freestyle parenting types, yeah. you know, so they just let us go and do things and yeah. we we're all over the place. I think that's kind of great. Like, I mean, I, who knows what the right answer is for like what, how to treat children or like what's the right amount of like boundaries or structure. But I do think like when, it, when a child has like an idea, you know, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. kind of precious. Like it's kind of a special thing. Yeah. Um, I have a couple more questions about your childhood. Did you like, did you feel like different from other kids? Like with these kinds of like, I'm going to go into my room and practice and like work and be productive. Like certainly not all children are thinking like that. Like, were you aware of that? Um, I don't think that that was aware of that okay. at all. You so. didn't feel like different or no, because I really wasn't around a whole lot of other sure. kids to compare myself to other than going to school. So, yeah, um, might be kind of a good thing. I think yeah. it's something about being the oldest child. Like you just most of the people you are around are adults. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like you might kind of like speed yourself up a little. Like, right. Um, that's something that like I've been told by the adults that knew me as a child that like. I was just really talkative. Like I wanted to, t- I wanted to be in the conversation with the grownups, mm-hmm. which I think like, you know, now I work with words a lot. Like I'm working with words in the podcast. I'm a, I write lyrics, I write music. And I think like, you know, just developing those skills really early is like, mm-hmm. I don't know, there's something there. And then my other question is, um, with like your drawing and your reading, can you remember like any of the specific things that you were like, working on like what were you curious about what were you like trying to accomplish just like what was what was your like little brain paying attention to well as far as the reading goes um you know we didn't have a whole lot of money and I used the library a lot so I would go to the school and I would be just going through books you know I did have an encyclopedia and I tried to read that but (laughs) But um, when I went to school, the librarian um, would always give me books. She would recommend them to me, you know, and she asked me if I was into 
what you know what kind of things I was reading, and I was reading autobiographies wow. on like Napoleon oh, Bonaparte man, I and love it. Helen Keller, and I was reading um, classics and the Caldecott Award <clears throat> books yeah. and Judy Bloom and anything you could get yeah, your hands on, just anything. So basically, she just kept giving me books and I was like okay cool and then I also got some how to draw books and things like that so I was trying to teach myself certain things like shading and um and this was like in elementary school mm -hmm. still wow yeah so what other you were working on drawing and taking that pretty seriously with like singing were you like in any like little choirs or like how what were you doing um, with singing, I, I guess I did that for a season in my life, but I, it was like, um, in college I was in, um, a chorus okay. and then in high school I was in a chorus and, um, whenever I was in my early twenties, I lived in Vermont, okay. um, with my husband at that time yeah. and, I was in the Bennington Choral Society. Cool. So I sang there. Um, I've had just random karaoke fun. Yeah. And then and then I sang uh, the most impressive thing, I think, was the um, national anthem. At, I, I ended up being a bartender at one point. Cool. And I sang the national anthem at Sturgis, South Dakota. Oh, okay. And oh, I you've been all over. like 26,000 people. Wow. So that was that was kind of a crazy story, how that all kind of Do you want to tell came it? Came about. Well, yeah, I mean, sure. It's, we can, it's we a can pretty, bounce back, but go yeah. for it. So, um, so I'd like to also say that I have five children. Okay. And I was married for about 16 years and I was a single parent for about eight or nine years. Okay. So during the time that I was, um, single and raising uh, all those kids, all the kids, I had to take multiple jobs. Right. right? So, um, I was pursuing mosaics as well as bartending and, um, doing anything, driving Uber, anything I could do to make enough money to be able to to Five survive. Kids. Oh my gosh. So I got this opportunity to um, work as a bartender for Full Throttle Saloon, which is a, a biker bar. It's supposed to be the world's largest biker bar in the world. In South Dakota? Yeah. Okay, cool. And um, so this was my second year doing that. Um, the first year they had they had a TV show and everything. It was like I didn't even know when I applied that it was like wow. a reality show. Right. Also, yeah, wow. <laughs> but when was this? This was 2013 okay. and 2015 are okay. the years that I did this. And you okay. could just go up for ten days, make a bunch of money, come home. Okay, cool. cool. Okay, so I was um, practicing the national anthem on my drive to South Dakota. And I was thinking, I want to be able to sing on, um, like, military night. Yeah. Because they do this big, huge, it's a concert venue. Okay. So each night there's a different, you know. Act. Yeah. Okay. Different artists each night. Cool. Well, the big night was Thursday night, which was, like, the, um, I think it's called military night. 
but they um, have Jackal open and, uh, or he's the headliner that night. And I was like, somehow I'm going to do this. I'm going to, so I practiced that song over and over in the car. And this is a giant bar. There was like a hundred and something bartenders. Um, There's 64 bars within the bar. It's a big, big place. Okay. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to get in touch with the owner somehow. Well, he was walking around. All the cameras are following him because there's a TV show. (laughs) And so he's he's like, you know, arguing, saying, you know, none of these bartenders want to work T-shirts, you know, because they're making too much money and I need help. And and I just volunteered. I was like, I'll do it. And so uh, he was like, you know, you're not going to make what you make bartending. And I said, I'll help out. I was like, but um. Will you do me a favor and uh, in return? And he was like, what's that? I said, let me sing the national anthem um, on, on, uh, on military, military night. night. Yeah. And, oh, wow. That's and ballsy. He said, I like yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, well, I don't even know if you can sing. And I was like, well, you know, I'll show you yeah. if you want. And um, And so he was like, well, get back with me. Uh, I'll get in touch with you before then. He said, that's a big, that's a big night. I don't think um, you're mm-hmm. going to be able to do it that night, maybe another night. And then he just walked off and I thought, you know, he forgot about me yeah. day after day. You know, I thought he forgot. And um, finally Thursday came and I, it was like, I hadn't heard anything. So I was in the the bank because this bar actually has a bank where the it's bartenders like can cash. Place. Yeah. And so I was, I was cashing out from one shift and I was, um, thinking about going to, to do a double Mm. and they had asked me to do a double. So I was going to cash out and then go back. And, um, he saw me in the bank and he said, sing it right now. (gasps) And I was like, and that was more nerve wracking to singing in front of like 11 or so other bartenders to sing in a small, like, like on command. Totally. And so I I did, you know, sing it and he said, Okay, get her a VIP pass, be oh on stage gosh. at, you know, ten thirty. Just taking the bull by the horns. And well I love it. I feel like it, it was something that I truly manifested to yeah. happen. Yes. You know, because I had it in my head that like this is yeah. gonna happen. I need to practice. I don't know how it's gonna oh happen, but it was just it was incredible to me because I felt like, you know, it just kind of yeah. all fell into place. It's like a beautiful blend of like faith and courage and like mm-hmm. chutzpah, you know? Like yeah, yeah. So that's really cool. Have you always been like that? I think I think I kind of have. Like yeah. as far as um when opportunities come, mm-hmm. I'd say yes. Yeah. Just because you just don't really know. Yeah. I like that too. You know? Has it, does it always serve you well or is it sometimes like, sometimes I feel like I, that kind of like, I, I like, I lately I've been thinking a lot about like reclaiming the word faith, like, Mm -hmm. cause I grew up Mormon. So it's been like a bit of a, uh, it's weight, it's loaded. I'm Mm -hmm. just, I like to watch the waveform. So I'm just going to like, uh, bother this computer. Okay. (laughs) Try not to bother bear. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think like sometimes that kind of like just being open minded and like Mm -hmm. kind of saying yes to things. It's it's such a 
good way to live, I think, in a lot of ways, but mm-hmm. it can also like it can hurt. It can right. hurt. Yeah. yeah, you try to make educated yeses. Yes, educated <laughs> yeses. I love it. Yeah, it's hard. I think sometimes yeah. I it can it can make you feel a little gullible. Like mm-hmm. it's a it's a fine line between mm-hmm. like trusting people, like believing in people and like not, you know, getting hurt. But I do like that, like that kind of inner like optimism, that faith mm-hmm. thing, like that's something that I feel like I came into the world with as well. Yeah. And like as an adult, I feel like I'm trying to like figure out how to put boundaries on it, but to keep it like kind of wild and free too. Right. It's tricky. Yeah. I definitely um, grew up, well, I was reading in my room. I also was reading the Bible, like yeah. a children's Bible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I definitely feel like I've had faith from a very yeah young age. Yeah. So, um, you know, I never really was alone, Right. you know, in certain situations in life. I feel like that too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's something, it's something I really am trying to like recontextualize as as an adult. Like I'm 34. So I feel like I'm just like, I don't know, I'm still just figuring some things out, Mm -hmm. but my parents are both like narcissistic, like kind of emotionally abusive. And I felt like faith and like, you know, I understood faith through like a Mormon context, but it really got me through my childhood. That Mm -hmm. sense of like not being alone. Yeah. Um, it was really important to me and like very comforting to me as a child. And yeah, it's like now I feel like I don't want to lose that, but I want to kind of tease it apart from like the institutional, like Right. Some of these like other things. And I don't know. It's like a, it's something I'm, I'm kind of curious about lately. Mm-hmm. Still try, I don't know. I'll report back if I yeah. figure it out. <laughs> I don't know. So, okay. So you had, you got disqualified from this thing in the third grade. Mm-hmm. Did that like, what, how did you, did you feel like a compliment in there? Were you angry? Like, how did you feel? Uh, I still remember how I felt. So it's, it seems so clear. And, um, I remember at first being just like truly heartbroken and they, you know, there was one or two teachers that were like, I'm sorry, you can't, you know, you can't enter. And I was like, but I, I did this. My mom didn't help me. I was by myself. And they said, no, (gasps) you know, they, they were like, no, I'm sorry. You, your mom helped you and you can't do this. No, no, they made a decision, but the teacher that I was in that class with, she knew that I did it. And so she took me aside after they left and, um, she took me aside and she said, Angie, you should just really take this as a compliment. And I was like, why? You know, I don't understand. And I didn't cheat and and she said because they thought your poster was so good that um that they thought your parents did it that an adult did it so you probably would have won the whole thing and and she said you really need to take that as um a big compliment and be really proud of yourself yeah and so like at that point, I understood where she was coming from. It's wonderful of her to do that. Yeah. yeah. And I'm so thankful for yeah. that. Because that know? really could have been so heartbreaking and 
Yeah. That could have been like a turning point. Mm-hmm. Right. But she she's the one that told me that I was very talented. And um, and I was like, really? You know, and I didn't notice until I saw it for myself. You know, why would you? Yeah, Yeah, it's confusing. And then I was like, oh, I'm good at this. (laughs) So then what did you do? Like, did you practice more? Like, what was Mm -hmm. the kind of the next chapter? What happened? Oh, I just started entering all kinds of contests all through school. And um, anything that I could enter, I did. It didn't shy me away from that. Yeah. What were you like? What were you interested in like what what types of subjects were you drawing like I you said before you were like trying to teach yourself shading like mm-hmm. so what like maybe from the time like from that third grade thing up until like you know the beginning of high school like what happened with your creativity how did it develop um well I basically was taking all the art classes that I needed to take yeah. um like in high school I took four years of art and um, my subject matter depending depended a lot upon what the the assignments and the stuff. assignments were. Okay. So I really loved the challenge um, that that you get in um, art education. Yeah. Since where they're like, okay, you have you have um, this ma- this this material right. that you're you're doing this with, right. and they give you parameters. Right. And you have to work within that, and it so really I love the diversity. Yeah. yeah, and I I, hear, I love hearing you say like I just I love the challenge. Like mm-hmm. that's really unique. I think like I I think about this a lot as like an art educator and like just you know there's this it's both. It's like you have some kind of raw talent, but this talent isn't worth much if you don't love the challenge. Mm-hmm. If you're not like you need that other piece too, like that little bit of like gutsiness or like resilience it's so interesting to me like how do we get it how do we train it like it's crazy so um were you doing any other mediums besides visual art like were you were you taking music classes were you writing um dance yes yes so (laughs) yeah dance for sure um I took dance all four years in high school wow. and I was a competitive cheerleader. Cool. Um, like my junior and senior year, okay. basically varsity. Cool. And, um, you know, I was very involved in sports. Um, yeah. which you was, did everything. I, well, it was when I, I, I really tried to, I tried to jump in and do, I would love to do everything. That would be awesome. <laughs> I mean, relatable. But, yeah, I hear you. But no, I, you know, I, I went, like, if I thought something was cool, I would try it. Like, oh, swim team, that sounds like fun. I tried it. So brave. I did it for a year. But, like, the things yeah. that I really was interested in, um, you know, I continued it the next year. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it was it was nice to have that uh, opportunity to be able to to dive into the artistic side of school. Yeah. And tell me this, like this is something I've been thinking about a lot lately too. Like just the, the permeability of medium, like what is art? What is not did things like sports, like swim team, did those things feel like they were getting at the same part of your brain as like the art stuff? 
does that question yeah, make no, sense? Yeah, no, it does make sense. But yeah, I think that you can find art in anything, yeah. really. Um, totally. What, and what do you think it means? Like, what is what is art to there, you? Wow. Like, when you can find art in anything, like, what yeah. for you, just for you, like, what does that mean? Well, I, I have um, a comparison I guess I could make because I'm in the tile industry. Yeah. Right. And um, I specialize in mosaics, but I understand tile installation sure. and things like that, and and flooring installation. I yeah. did um, like hardwood, carpet, cool. vinyl, tile flooring for yeah. a while, and um, so whenever I'm doing something like at work, I I uh, have a studio, and I right now I'm creating a pink flamingo shower I do a lot of custom work and murals and things like that and some people think that is art you know and they're like okay that's art yeah but then if you can look at like a hardwood floor just the the geometry of it yeah um placed in a pleasing way looks like art to me totally you know I really agree upholstery on a on a couch you know anything can really be artistic I think if you spend the time to take care of the details yeah well and sometimes I wonder too if it's just like in your mind even like Mm -hmm. if you as the observer are like exercising like a creative eye yeah then even if the craftsperson who made the thing didn't think of it as art like mm-hmm. I don't know because sometimes I just feel like people are art you know like yeah, everything is art like <laughs> I, I birds so yes. <laughs> you know and there's like there's there's art everywhere everywhere you look but yeah. people who create art I think are supposed to be defined differently than someone who claims that they don't create art maybe they do and they just don't realize it tell me everything you think like what do you mean like people who make art are supposed to be defined differently like i'm so i'm so here with you yeah what do you think (laughs) well um i don't know i've it took me a while to be uh be used to for people to call me an artist you know and they and i I feel like oh i don't want to take that much credit sure you know And, um, but then I'm like, yeah, that's what I do. Of course it is. I create art and I like to create functional art. Yeah. So things that people can see and use every day. And, um, and, but I think there's some people that don't see themselves as artists. So they're, they would say, Hey, I'm not, Yeah. I'm not an artist. I don't, I don't create art, you know, but they appreciate it. Right. So I think there might be a line between yeah. a creative person yeah. and a non-creative, you know, totally. left, right brain kind of thing. Sometimes I don't I know. I think it's just about like the action or something. Right. Like doing. Yeah. Like, or think, I mean, I think an action can also be like just in your mind, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Sometimes I think it's just like, how are you thinking about it? And that's the ultimate, like, because there, there's, 
there's that piece and then there's like developing an actual skill. And I'm really interested in both of those things, like the labor of love that it takes to like learn to see the geometry and like solve these problems and like think about colors. Like those things are work and those things are like really developing like a physical skill in a physical space. Mm -hmm. But the beginning of it is like, in yeah, your brain. <laughs> and you know what? It does still take practice. I I wasn't born with all of these skills, yeah. but I think I was born with um, the ability. Yeah. To, you know, I think that was there. Mm-hmm. I just had to like learn the proper skills and put them in practice. Right. In order to. Do you feel like you have to practice the mental skills? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a. As a child, like I loved puzzles to yeah. the point, and I think this is kind of where like the whole mosaics thing came about. Is I just mm. I couldn't get a puzzle big enough, you know, yeah. that I just couldn't find a puzzle big enough. Whatever, whoever had the most pieces in the puzzle, yeah. that's where yeah. I would buy that that puzzle. And yeah. my grandmother. Um, she worked at a um, fabric mill and she would bring home these little felt dots. And whenever I would go visit my grandmother, she'd have all these little felt dots and I would, I would arrange them into pictures on the floor. And I think back to times like that. And I'm like, I was, I was wanting to do mosaics. Like, like everything that I did in life has kind of brought me to the point of it's just mashed up together in a job that I kind of created for myself. Totally. Oh my gosh. I love it so much. This like meta creative, like taking all of this raw material Mm -hmm. of like your, your skill sets, your personality, like the Mm -hmm. classes that are available to you, like the opportunities, the people and like, even just like your little friend that you were mm-hmm. making the projects with, like that's yeah. also like, you know, she's like a resource in some ways or like, oh, yeah. I don't know, like just thinking of like everything creatively, which is why like, I keep coming back to this idea that art just like lives in your brain. Like mm-hmm. It's just like, I'm sure we all have stuff like there's yeah. stuff around, but like, gosh, I don't know. I've even just been thinking recently about like, Cause I'm a musician. I have a master's degree in music and I'm a professor of music, but like lately I've been thinking about like, I'm not even sure that music is like my medium. Like Mm -hmm. it's just a vehicle for Mm -hmm. something, but like, you know, there are musicians who like the thing that they do, like it's music in the sense that it's notes and it's an instrument. And, but like some musicians are doing, storytelling some musicians are doing math some musicians are doing like just sonic like they're making it's almost like they're making visual art with sounds you know like it's like an abstract some musicians are doing like improvising which is like a whole different thing and it's like it's all music but it's so different yeah (laughs) it's like they're doing completely different things and I feel like what I do as a musician couldn't be more different from what you know like this musician is doing I almost feel like I'm more similar to like a writer than like some kinds of musicians it's so weird I don't Mm -hmm. know again like 
we'll talk yeah. in another 10 years and I'll see if I've like cracked <laughs> it somehow. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Well, I mean, that's kind of the way just like, I didn't have this great dream of being a mosaic artist, you yeah. know, I just, I took art classes. Yeah. I took dance classes. I took, you know, I did all of these things, yeah. uh, in my life. Um, whenever I was single, I started installing floors. So who knew, badass. who knew that that, you know, I was playing roller derby at the time. So, <laughs> oh gosh, um, you're so I, cool. You've done so many things. I love it. <laughs> well, I just, it just, it just happens. You're just living. Yes. You're just being and open so, and kind of saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, Hey, that sounds like fun. Yeses. Let's do it for a while. Educated yeses is yes. like, is that a thing? Did you just say that today or is that I like did. a thing? I just said it today. What a genius. It I made, love it. But <laughs> Educated yeses. I'm so into it. I'm never forgetting that. Yeah. But I, but like when I was playing roller derby, this is when I was single and living that, I was on the struggle bus financially. Right. So I, um, it was 2012 and I started playing roller derby and I was looking for another job because I needed, you know, 500 jobs. Right. Right. I had to work. And, um, and so my friend was like, Hey, my husband does flooring installation and he needs a helper. So I don't know. She was like, he's kind of crazy. You know, I don't, I was like, I can handle it. Just let me. So brave. And so (laughs) that kind of led to me learning about flooring installation. And then I was working on base um, at Camp Lejeune, like for base housing. And so they recruited me, the company that, does all the housing there as um, a flooring installer. Cool. So I ended up after a couple of years running my own crew wow. and being the crew leader. And so, what is a better puzzle than an entire <laughs> wood floor? Yeah. yeah so it was cool. like, well, we were doing dirty stuff too, sure. like carpet and yeah. um, pulling out carpet, like just, yeah. and it was kind of a challenge to work with so many men men and having to deal with that in the <laughs> south yeah oh no it's a whole different culture and I so yeah so um that was you know i don't know all my skills people skills whatever that came from waiting tables right. bartending everything kind of helps me in this job that yeah. flooring installation, I didn't realize that I, I was going to like it so much. and But I wanted to do more with it. And so um, I ended up entering a contest. Yeah. And I did, um, I won this contest, and which kind of put me on the map for mosaics cool. and tile installers all over and contractors all a over the... A contest for flooring? It was a contest. It was a tile contest so they had certain parameters that's so weird and (laughs) it was it was um and I'd been doing this my whole life like like you you know you're in college and they're like you have you have these triangles but we want you to make a circle out of it right you know so you they give you certain and I was like I know know, this let's do it so I I came up with an idea that I thought would win yeah. because my art teacher in uh, high school, she would say enter contest, win contest because mm. art 
being an artist, it's a starving artist life unless you are, unless you have the clout, unless you have right. the reputation. The only way to get a reputation really is to enter contest and win contest. Right. And so it's really smart. I remember her saying that. And, and, uh, so I entered and I did win. That's so cool. It's so cool. I love it. <laughs> but, um, I, I'm very thankful for it. And, um, you know, I, I definitely, um, it's weird to, it's weird to win. Yeah. Sometimes. Tell me more. Why? What do you mean? Uh, I don't know. I just, I don't always like all the credit and attention sure. that comes with that. Yeah. Um, it can kind I of just, put a target not, on your back in, yeah. a, in a weird way, especially yeah, if you're a woman and you're running like a crew of a bunch mm-hmm. of men. I can totally see that being like, or like, is it because it like puts a label on something like... What do you like? What do you think? I think it's, yeah, it, it does kind of put a target on you, yeah. but I don't ever want to be that person that's like, hey, look at me. I'm so great, you yeah. know, and just full of myself. Really? And I just, and I, you know, like on social media, I share pictures because I'm, yeah. I try to get jobs, not because I'm trying to get all these compliments, Praise. but what happens is I get praise yeah. and I'm don't I'm not really sure what oh, to do gosh. with that really other than say thank you. Thank I, you. But you know, yeah. I'm trying to sell my my own work yeah. so that I get more work. Really. I think I understand it's like what's the story that we're telling about it? Like yeah. maybe this is unrelated, but it's just like something I was thinking about like so I play I had my album release show this past weekend. And the band that was opening for me, I had met two of them and I hadn't met the other two. They were like Mm -hmm. a quartet. And I was chatting with them backstage and one of them was uh, asking me where I grew up. And so I said, I grew up in Arizona and he, I think most of us, like they all maybe all grew up LDS and then like aren't anymore. So we have that in common. And one of them was like, oh, I served my mission there. And he like knew some things about the place. And then he was like, yeah, I can totally see. I can see that you're from there. And I kind of felt like, wait, no, but I think I'm different. Like, <laughs> and I felt a little bit like. Like judged. Something like that. Or just yeah. um, assessed, you know, yeah. like not, not maybe judged, but just like put in a framework. Mm-hmm. And I felt kind of like, no, but wait, no, but that's not like the mm-hmm. story that I'm trying to tell. But then, like, so I've been, I was thinking about this all day yesterday, and, like, I need to, like, maybe write about it, because, like, I don't know, but yeah. but he was, like, he asked me some question about, like, but, like, that's cool to grow up in, like, a citrus grove, because, like, that, so I'm thinking that the things that he's saying, like, I can see you being from there, I'm thinking that it's, like, the place I grew up is kind of similar to, like, Draper, it's very, like, everyone's really blonde. There's lots of like plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. It's kind of wealthy. It's very closed minded. It's like very white, you know, like just kind of all these things. And like, I just, I yeah. just want to see such a bigger world. So like yeah. saying, having someone say like, you seem like you're from there. I was just like, wait, no, like, no, no, no. <laughs> Don't stamp me with that. <laughs> totally. Yeah. But then he was like asking me about citrus and I realized like, 
oh yeah, I forgot about like all of these kind of beautiful things. Like, and I was talking with my husband yesterday about like horned lizards Mm -hmm. and like, I've seen a couple and I was like, you know, they shoot blood out of their eyes. And my husband was like, sorry, what? And like, we looked up a video and like, they can shoot blood like five feet out of their eyes. Anyway, it was just making me think like, this is also a story. And I feel like that person was like, letting me be in that story Mm -hmm. you know like about the land and anyway i think all this to say like being a winner of something Mm -hmm. can maybe make people like like contextualize you yeah like you're some kind of like a like a like a a junkie of like winning stuff right when for you it's like a means to an end yeah. Is that kind of right? Yeah. Like, and a lot of times, I don't know. A lot of times, my job, it's not all poetry and, right. you know, like, oh, you know, everything doesn't have this really deeper meaning yeah. all the time. Sometimes I'm just doing a job. Right. You know, I create an, an octopus shower floor. Yeah. You know, I just, I was given, cool. I was given some instructions. Oh, I think I've seen a picture of that one. Do That's this. on your website? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And they were like, you know, we want this octopus shower floor and, you know, use these colors and and I did it and it looked cool. And I was like, yeah, that one looks cool. Yeah. Well, it pays the bills. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's not like I'm trying to become some famous yeah. um art artisan that makes tons of money, although that would I mean, I would have to figure out how to work say with that. No, yeah, necessarily. <laughs> yeah. That would be great. <laughs> but I mean, I do pretty well for myself yeah. now. After yeah. I've struggled for so long, it's like I've built um, a business out of nothing, yeah. essentially. So that has been um, a challenge. Everything has been a challenge, and um, but I just love the diversity in uh, the materials that I use and that I can try out different styles. Some people want me to create something in a, um, like an antique mosaic, like Byzantine style, or they want something more modern, um, with more modern materials. So I like, I like that. I don't want to lock down a particular style. Totally. You know, I really feel that. I really feel that. Mm-hmm. And I, I, yeah, it's like when you say like everything is art, I hear you. Like it's, it's like, yeah, it's not always this deeper poetic meaning, but sometimes like there's poetry in like the mundane. Yeah. Like I, I feel this a lot. Like, so I make art, like my original music is like, it's high art. It's like, it's very weird and very poetic and like you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I also like sing in a wedding band. Like I make most of my income singing in a wedding band. And it's so interesting to me, like the little pockets of art that are there in that like non-art thing. Right. Um, and it's one something I find so interesting is like, you know, there will be people like playing in the band who are also artists. Like they make beautiful things like mm-hmm. in their separate projects And then sometimes I get a little disappointed with like how little of that like creative, like heart, heartful, like stuff is coming Mm -hmm. with us on the bandstand. And I just think like, I want us to be, I like the idea of us being artists Mm -hmm. in this like 
non-art space. Yeah. Like there's something really interesting there and kind of like the permeability of like everything is art, nothing is art, everything Mm -hmm. is everything. (laughs) I don't know. It's really interesting. I like it. Right. So how did you, did you major in art in college? I did uh, advertising graphic design. I did, I I had an associate's degree. Okay. So part of this time, so I was a single parent twice. Wow. And so what happened was in like 96, somewhere around 1996, my husband and I split up for about three and a half years. Okay. So we had two children. Okay. And during that time, I was going to community college. It took me six or seven years to get a two-year degree. Yeah. Because I couldn't go in the summer. Right. And then um, the curriculum would change. And then I would end up right. taking having to take everything. And so yeah, it, it just took, took me a long time. Yeah. And I just kept pressing on and kept doing it. Finally, I graduated in 2000 wow. with an associate's degree in graphic design, advertising. Yeah. And I did that freelance most, yeah. most of the time. I worked for a print shop a little bit. And it just sitting in behind a computer just really wasn't my thing. Yeah, you needed to be like doing stuff. I didn't even be in the middle of like, yeah, yeah. in the middle of it. So at that time, were you, like, you weren't thinking of yourself as an artist? I was, but okay. not in, um, not in, like, the mosaic sense. I felt like I was an artist in other ways. Yeah. So I was doing graphic design. I right. was coming up with ideas. I was coming sure. up with slogans. I was coming up with, you know, con- um, concepts for companies yeah. to be able to sell their product. But I felt more like... And I'm sorry for any graphic designers out there, but I felt like this was, it was manipulation. Sure, sure, Like sure. advertising yeah. and graphic design is, yeah. you're, you're figuring right. out what your target market is mm. and yeah. manipulating them into yeah. buying what you're selling. Sure. But I mean, I guess we're all selling something if you really think about it, but. It's just like it takes know. a certain kind of person maybe to like, this is kind of maybe similar to what I was thinking about with the music stuff of like. I'm sure that there are people who do graphic design who just like see it like mm-hmm. and it feels like fluid to them. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it's like a different thing. Like maybe it's a skill you can do, but it just isn't like it. it, it I isn't didn't have a burning you. passion for sure. it, you know, so I tell my husband that sometimes we tr- we try different things. He's he's um paraglider. You okay. know, I learned I also learned to paraglide over cool. at Point in the Mountain. Yeah, I've never done so, it. I want to. Well, he had been doing it for like three or four years. And then he was like, Hey, you know, when we got engaged, he was like, why don't you go, you know, for a paragliding school. And then on our honeymoon, we can go paraglide in Switzerland. Cool. And so my life has changed so much in my forties from yeah. like, it's, you've, it's crazy. But I was like, okay, I'll try it. I've, I'm kind of scared, but yeah. I'll try it. So I tried it for a while, you know, and it's like sometimes you just have to try different things like I did with graphic design. Yeah. And it just really, it didn't, I didn't have a burning passion yeah. for it. I didn't have a burning passion for paragliding, but it was fun for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but I didn't get up like he did and said, like, want to go right. do it. You're just... But, so, but I wanted to give it a shot. I love this. I'm so inspired by this, just like staying open, being curious, like, and even mm-hmm. just what you said before, it was like just a little thing, but you said like when you were starting working with the flooring, you were thinking about like all the people skills you developed, like it's all just experience. It's all this like raw material, like, mm-hmm. like it's raw material, like the tile, but it's also raw material, like these people skills, like just right. kind of. And isn't that like a puzzle too? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you can think of it like that. It's like you take different skills and I'm more of a survivor mindset. Some people are more victim mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I survived certain things in my life, traumatic things. And so I feel like, well, I have this skill. I have this skill. They are like way you know, east and west of each other. I have this skill. How can I bring it all together and use it to, um, use it to help build myself. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got all these tools and Mm -hmm. just figuring out where they fit. I really get that. Like I feel that in myself Mm -hmm. too. Like just what are all the things I can do? What are all the things I know? How can I just like assemble them? Like how can Mm -hmm. I, how can I assemble this thing? And it really is like a puzzle. It's like patterns. It's like, yeah, yeah. I love it. I want to ask you about like culture and philosophy. Like maybe like, cause you just, you seem like you, you're curious. You're just like hungry about things, like curious about people. Like the fact that you can like, you know, kind of make yourself a home, like in the South being like a female boss and then like be in this biker bar in South Dakota. Like, can you just talk to me about like how you see like people, like Mm -hmm. what are your kind of philosophies? Like, I think people are um, generally just beautiful, you know, and I think it's super important to get out of wherever you've been stuck for, you know, geographically and go see different parts of the country or go see different parts of the world. Uh, It doesn't take a whole lot of um, effort and, um, and it, I guess this could be argued, but it's cheaper than most people think. But I think it's important to jump out of whatever kind of culture you've been living in and jump into a whole different one, you know, and just different places. Yeah. Because um, it really teaches you a lot about people yeah. and the diversity and how people treat each other in different places, yeah. and um, and it'll help help you grow as a person. I think, yeah. you know. So it that it did for me. You know, yeah. I moved from I lived all over North Carolina, um, and then I lived in Vermont for about three and a half years. Really different. Super different. Isn't Vermont like pretty wealthy? Like, am I understanding that right? Like, I get the idea that Vermont is like an elitist place. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> no, well, yeah. I think I don't know. I didn't really. We are kind of like middle, you sure, know. Sure. But like, I guess, I guess, I guess, I could see that if you know, you've got your 
ski resorts and they don't do billboards through the whole state. So Mm -hmm. they keep everything nice and clean. Um, there's just tons of natural beauty everywhere. And, uh, so I never really thought of it that way, but I guess, yeah, there's a lot. I could be wrong. I don't know. Yeah, I've, never I mean, <laughs> I've never been there. I've never been there. But so. it's, you know, it was a beautiful state. Yeah. But I learned so much yeah. from being raised as a Southern yeah. child. Right. And, and, and now I'm living up North. Yeah. And um, a whole different culture. Tell me more. Like, what did you notice? Like, what did you think? Well, people were, from what I had been told, way nicer than than mm-hmm. I thought that they would be. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because you, you grow up thinking, oh, this is how it is. Totally. And I, then you I get that. But I wanted to see, you know, I'm like, hey, guess what? Everybody's nice here. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I really understand that because like, I, oh, go ahead. But no, no, it's fine. It's I, just it was very eye opening yeah. because you realize that that things aren't always the way that you, you were think. raised. Totally, that they were supposed to be. I mean, I, what I was gonna say is like again, I grew up Mormon in this very, mm-hmm. very. Everyone's the same, and everyone's really Mormon, and everyone's really white, and mm-hmm. everyone's like upper middle class. And, um, when I, I went to college in Texas to, and I, Texas is very like, anyway, but the place that I went to school is like a little hippie town, mm-hmm. like in North Texas. It's kind of like Austin, but in North Texas, um, Denton, Texas, it's like an art, it's like an art place. And my parents were really, um, unsupportive about it. And they were very worried that I was going to like get into drugs and like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I just went there and felt like, so I was, you know, one of the more, the most religious people in my program. Um, You know, a lot of, like I met like atheists for kind of the first time in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, I met, you know, a lot of people who have different kinds of backgrounds. And I just felt like these people are more Christian than, yeah, you know, like, Uh, and it it kind of made me realize like, Yeah, I just, there are questions here. Like, it just isn't what I thought, you know? Yeah. But what I was going to ask you is like, and I feel like maybe now I kind of already maybe know the answer, but like, so I was going to ask, like, did your, were you taught this skill of like being curious about people, being open about people, or is that something you just like learned? Oh, I feel like that I had something within me, um, telling me that, that, question things yeah so I felt different in that way yeah yeah where my parents were you know family members or whatever would say things and I was like like racist things you know just judgmental things and I would question it in my mind like why like I don't understand like okay I hear your I hear what you're saying but why do you why is that? So can you tell me? Yeah. And they couldn't really answer, you know, yeah. the questions that I had. And right. it was just, that's just the way it is. I'm like, no. It doesn't make sense. No. Yeah, I had yeah. similar things with, like, homophobia. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I just, as a kid, like, my parents would talk about, like, 
gay people in mm-hmm. a way that like even as like a, a young teenager I was like I don't but I don't get it <laughs> like right. why is this a problem yeah. like why is it it's yeah like I don't understand they're not asking you to be gay I, yeah like <laughs> right? I do yeah and so I, d- I definitely agree with yeah. you with that just like there's some kind of a feeling of like I don't know I gotta I gotta ask more questions about right. this yeah. yeah like study and I mean I always um I feel I mean I'm a Christian yeah. you know yeah. yeah I'm like probably a pretty hippie Christian <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not like a cookie cutter, you know, it's stamped yeah. out in a specific package. Totally. You know, but um I don't really talk about that much sure. to to just a random person, but right. most people who know me, you know, know, know that about me. But um so I don't want to treat anybody yeah poorly. Yeah. No matter who they are. Totally. You know? Well, it's- Go ahead. And I mean, who's to say what's right and wrong? It's we're just, just these, people. <laughs> totally. And it's just these stories like we were talking about before. Yeah. Like, you know, what does this mean to you? Like I, I was interviewing another artist recently, Andrew Alba, and we were talking about Jesus a little bit. And he was like, Jesus is radical. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I feel that way too. Like I, I'm not affiliated with like any religions, but I also just feel like, I mean, yeah, me every, either. everyone's Christian. Like if yeah. we, if we think about like what these principles are, like be kind. Yeah. Like, labels. I just don't be, even really like labels. I totally agree with you. But yeah, it's like when we think about like, what are these principles? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, be kind, be honest, have integrity. Like pretty much, I think most people like yeah. want those things. Right. Yeah. It's just like, what does this word mean to you what is this context to you like i don't know but yeah, yeah i really agree so um tell me does this like do these kind of philosophies you have about people do those feel related to your art um like, or do they like i mean yeah. like just in your mind like does it feel like i don't know what do right. you think um i think it all comes out in in art and what i do some days I'm just, um, I don't know. I think I just have to be creative yeah, on a regular basis. Yeah. I'm really thankful that it's my one and only job now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm not having to turn off and turn on for yeah. a different type of job. Um, so I'm just so thankful to be in the studio that I, that I've essentially built. Yeah. Um, and kind of created in my own life yeah. that um, all my art comes out in every, I guess, all my experiences, right. you know? Yeah. I think that's what I'm trying to ask. Like, to me, like this kind of journey of like being a person, trying to understand the world, trying to understand people, it feels like so related to me to like creativity. Mm-hmm. Like it feels kind of like the same thing. Yeah. And like, you can't really separate it. And like the art, like even just, even if you're not writing about people, like I'm often writing about people, you don't need to be making mosaics about people, but mm-hmm. I just feel like it's just like, it's like the same stuff that grows your soul with people like it grows your art it grows your your ability to be 
yeah creative i don't know yeah i'm again like i feel like i'm like just trying to figure it out <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i do just feel like people are the most interesting thing mm-hmm. uh, you know sociology was always that was that class was pretty cool yeah taking i'm i'm definitely interested in and uh human behavior yeah yeah and i notice it yeah and you know when you're in the dating ages and you're yeah. like hey you you don't text me as much as you used yeah. to. Why did you change that? You right. know, I noticed you noticed small little changes and yeah, you know, right. I think it's just details. Totally. I think I pick up on details and so human behavior details or or tile, artistic or tile details. Yeah, yeah. So I, I feel like I zone into those. Yeah, it's like it's it's like the skill sets are mm-hmm. in tandem or something. So um, let's talk more about like the art that you love to do like what are your favorite things what like are there like specific like goals or projects you have in mind or like yeah just what do you love to make okay so i like to um i want to go big yeah like like those big puzzles mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like um not necessarily big pieces but big um so seen from a distance, maybe public art projects yeah. or um, I've got a job coming up that I'm prepping for right now. And it's a 350 square foot mural wow. out of glass. Wow. And so it's for a company up in Springville, cool. Utah. And um, I'll be, I designed it, I'm manufacturing it, and I'll be installing it. Cool. So that's going to be a huge thing. A huge project for me but I love the idea of doing swimming pool murals like cool. the whole entire floor <gasps> you know have you done that before I've well I've done um, a swimming pool um gradient okay. tile so I've mounted a bunch of tile, and it was for Justin Timberlake so <laughs> that was cool <laughs> cool yeah That's I did awesome. unfortunately I didn't get Invited to that pool party, which would have been really cool. How dare. (laughs) You're like, this is mine. I should be there. That's so cool. Yeah. But um, he doesn't know who I am. But it was a designer and an installer who knew me. Cool. They kind of put me as the person to create this gradient. It was was just four different color blues that that kind of blended together. Cool. And... That is the close, and I've done some pool like medallions, I guess you could okay. say. Yeah. Like uh, I did some sea turtles and stuff okay, like that. Cool. Some, but not a whole like no, the whole thing. No, I want to cool. do. I want to travel, um, and just install uh, just wild, yeah. you know, elaborate things like that. Like there's like in Europe. Cool. You know. Do you love like? Do you like like? animals or like just I mean are there specific things that you like Hmm. feel most moved by no because I don't like to pick favorites I noticed that like as a child I never wanted to pick a favorite color Mm. Uh, I was like no I like all the colors Cool, you know and I don't ever like to pick favorites I don't like the security questions that ask you that thing you know because I don't want to choose right I don't want to put value over one over something else yeah that's really cool 
That's really cool. So it's just, I just enjoy variety. So, you know, if whether it's a geometric pattern yeah. or if, you know, it's a pink flamingo. I'm not like a huge I fan of see pink that. flamingos. But, <laughs> I love pink but, and I love but, uh, flamingos. It's looking really awesome. <laughs> well, send me a picture. Yeah. I okay. would love to see that. Um, what did it feel like when you first started doing mosaics? Like, how did you how did you go from like flooring to mosaics, and like, what was it like? Well, um, it actually started back in Vermont before the flooring. Okay. I did a I was homeschooling my kids for like four and a half years. Okay, and um, during the time I was homeschooling them, a f- friend of mine was like, "Hey, you should look into mosaics. I bet you'd be really good." And I was like, "What is that?" Wow. You know, and so why did she think had, that? Like, how did she know? I don't know. She was wow. a she had a floral like a dried flower business, wow. and she made arrangements. Yeah, and um, she was like, "You would be good at it," you know. And I was like, "I don't even know what it is." So I went home wow. and like looked it up, yeah. and I saw this picture of a crab. It was done in mosaics. I would just stared at it, and I was like, "This." Is amazing like i have to do one yeah Yeah. and so for i love it yeah for an art project with the kids um we did a mosaic of the scenery behind our house cool and um which it was it was a terrible rendition and i realized Mm -hmm. at that point i was like wow you know this might take some work you know because you think I want to do that. You'd think if you put, you bought, bought all the stuff that you could just do it. Right. Right. So I was like, you, you can't, you have yeah. to practice getting the, the cutting the tiles, right. making it not look janky, right, right, <laughs> you know? Right. And yeah. it's like, so my first project was, was kind of janky, but then over time I just kept practicing. And so then yeah. the flooring came into play and then I started learning about substrates. I started learning mm-hmm. about like why floors fail, mm-hmm. uh, mold, termites, right. all these other factions to yeah. installation. Right. And um, and I just really was like dreaming at that point. I just want to do custom mosaics like medallions logos that's where advertising Mm. graphic design I can design the things because I've had that skill um I was like I just want to create custom pieces for contractors that want to install like one thing and I dreamed about it and and it came true but I had to really work and drag myself through the mud and and you had learned that skill too mm -hmm. like just I'm not I don't have this figured out yet, but I'm going to do it. Like, I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. That's so cool. Well, and I have to imagine if you're doing custom projects, like all those people skills and like paying attention to like the details of what people are saying and asking for is like Mm -hmm. really important too. Cause you could make something beautiful, but it's not, if it's not what your client wants. Yes. That is so true. I'm sure it's just like all those things. Do you want to talk about like, um, parenting, like being a creative parent, like nurturing creativity in your kids. Mm-hmm. Well, I definitely um, encourage any type of creativity. Mm-hmm. So, like if if my children find some, you know, something in their life where they're like, "Hey, I want to learn more about this," I'm like, "Do go yeah. learn it." Yeah, you know. So, cool. um, 
and it, you know, my daughters, I have three daughters and two sons. So right now still living at home is my 18 year old daughter. Who's my youngest daughter. And then my 12 year old son and my youngest, he, he likes karate, you know, and he's, um, Oh, skateboarding, scooter, yeah. skate parks, yeah. you know, so he's always doing those things. Right. And, um, I think that's where they find their creativity. You yeah. know, he, that's where he's well, into. They do but, call it martial arts. Yeah. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and my daughter, she's always, she was kind of more like me. Um, my youngest daughter, she hold herself up in a room, but I, I wasn't in my room on purpose. Right. I was Hiding, hiding Mating. a little bit. Oh, oh. not not hiding. Grounded. In trouble. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Although I don't, I don't even know what I did. Yeah, but sure. That's a whole nother story. Probably just being too <laughs> independent or something. <laughs> that can be threatening yeah. to parents. Yeah. It was. I don't know. I was out of the way. Yeah. And sure. and so, uh, but my daughter, she prefers to be in a room drawing constantly so so, since she was like little she just just constantly drawing or uh and then you know whenever she finally got an ipad now she's on that all the time and and now she's wanting to go to school for which she's in she was in classes for mortuary wow which was whoa crazy i was like whoa where'd that come from and then you know, I never really pictured her in that type of field, but then she just had an interest. And then once she went on her field trip, she was like, you know, I don't really like the smell of bodies. So, yeah. oh, <laughs> so, so she's like, I said, you know what, Kylie, I think you would be awesome as a fashion designer because all of her characters and like she draws um, people so well. Yeah. She always has these really cool outfits that, like, I've never seen this kind of thing before. I'm like, dude, you could be, like, a fashion designer for, like, movie sets. That's so cool. That's cool of you to, like... And she's she's switching. So she's switching it. She's like, you know what? That would be awesome. I want to sew a machine for Christmas. I love it. How do your... Like, and obviously you can't really know, but, like, how do you... How do your kids, like, see you? Like... Yeah. What's it like having your, like seeing yourself like reflected back, like from your kids? Yeah. I think some of my kids are more vocal about it than, yeah. than others. But, um, like my daughter Shelby, she thinks that I'm amazing <laughs> and yeah. that she's seen and appreciates the effort that I've put in for them yeah. and, um, making sure they had well-rounded lives, even though yeah. we didn't have a lot of money and, yeah. You know, she, certain children appreciate that and notice yeah. it. Yeah. And then sometimes other children don't really notice it until later on in life. Sure. So, but like, I think, um, you know, my kids definitely love me and yeah. very much appreciate me, which I'm, I'm very happy about because it would, it would bother me, yeah, yeah. you know, if I felt like that they had that some they sort of. Yeah. You know, problems. I I feel like this skill of like looking at people, like asking questions about people, 
I feel like that can be such a beautiful thing when we think about like generational, like even if it's not parents and children, just like teachers and students or Mm -hmm. like, you know, but like watching a person, like I've been thinking a lot lately about even just like, you know, my husband, like we've been together 13 years and just to kind of think like, who is the person that you were when we met? Who are we now? Mm -hmm. Like just letting, like, like letting the stories you tell be kind of permeable and I I imagine that your kids have seen you be a work in progress and like, mm-hmm. and that that lets them feel permission to be a work in progress. Right. That's cool. And they, and they all are, you know, they have, it's tough, yeah. you know, being a person, being, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's tough. It, you think, cause you, you get let down because when you're a kid, <clears throat> all you want to do is grow up. And like become an adult and have my own apartment and have all right. of these things and go to school. It's not always that easy. Right. Like I didn't grow up in a bunch of money. Right. And um, so I was going to community colleges. I was, you know, doing what I could yeah. because I didn't know really that it was an option for me to go anywhere else right. because I was always told it's too expensive. You can't right. go to four-year school. It's it's too expensive. And plus I was more of a social person and creative person than I was academically, sure. even yeah. though <clears throat> I just didn't apply myself academically sure. where I was applying myself in well, the creative. school is very like one size so, fits all in yeah. some ways. That's just not. I would have loved to have gone to like fame or school, yeah. <laughs> you know, like a school of the arts. Right, right, that would right. have been right up my alley, but, um, you know, it wasn't until later on in my adulthood where I'm like, hey, I can choose different things for my kids. Right. I don't have to put them in public school. I can homeschool them, I can put them in charter school, right. private school, you know, whatever within my means yeah, of yeah. being able to handle it. And cool. so I wanted them to become well rounded, functioning adults. Yeah. And it's a struggle, you totally. know. It's a Especially with like rent being as high as it is and, uh, you know, they're trying to figure out what they want to do in life. That's what I was just going to say. Like letting, like letting them all be their own people. Mm -hmm. Like just when you think you've got it figured out, like your next kid is a whole different thing. I would imagine. Yeah. That's cool though. To pay attention and just like, yeah, like let it be a problem that we're kind of like solving in real time and mm-hmm. not trying to kind of like decide the conclusion yeah. early. And I, f- I feel you like just mm-hmm. being that yourself as well. Like not you're you're not in a in a <clears throat> conclusion. It's like an ongoing. Right. Okay, I just have a couple more questions. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about tile. Can you tell me like help to help me and my listeners? see tile how you see tile like what's what's beautiful about it like what are the things that like you would notice Mm -hmm. that like we wouldn't know how to notice like just just talk to me about your medium okay well I am in love with tile so I'll say that yeah (laughs) so I do have a burning passion for this so I try to go in those places in my life where I just love what I do Um, and you know, there's a lot of diversity in tile. There's glass, which 
you know, there's glass tile, glass mosaics, uh, there's ceramic stone, natural stone, you know, porcelain, so many different materials that you can, tile is actually a vague material because I guess in the uh, dictionary it would be defined as like a ceramic thing that's glazed, but tile means all types of, it's, it's a finish, like, um. I feel like in my job I do, I make jewelry for people's houses. Yeah. You know? Oh, I love that. So, like, I'll do, like, a custom backsplash um, that is, that you were talking about how I had to talk to clients, and that's very much the the truth. I try to find what they like and, like, what's your jam, you know? Like, what are you into? And once I kind of pinpoint that, then I'm like, Okay, they're gonna dig this. They yeah. they're gonna really like this black and white geometric pattern because yeah. they're all into that, cool. like Art That's... Deco stuff. Or um, I try to read people yeah. um, in their style so that I can make something that makes them happy. Yeah. I want everybody to be happy with what I create. So I love the fact that tile can be not boring at all. Yeah, you know, not white subway. Right. Um, right. You know, hey, just you're so right. It's jewelry for the house. Yeah, like that's it's, really beautiful. And well, and it's a luxury. It's not a necessity. Mm-hmm. So, um, I do like the decorative. I think the artist in me wants to make pretty things. Yeah, yeah, fair. <laughs> so, <laughs> fair you know, enough. that's that's why I do this. So, um, it's not always. The unfortunate thing is not always accessible to just to everybody, anyone, you know, Um, but also is what makes it special because you, you, um, it takes a lot of time to create a mosaic artwork for someone in their home that they're going to keep it there for years and years. Um, So it's like that has to eventually come to a price. Right, right, right. It's tough. Yeah. Because my time is worth something. Of course. And I think a lot of people, general public people, don't realize how um, much time totally. it takes. And they don't quite value my time as much as they think they do. I really get that. Yeah. That's, <laughs> it's just like, yeah. Yeah. It's the way in which like art is kind of unknowable. Like, Mm -hmm. that's why, you know, this podcast is called Artifice because it's like, it's unknowable. It's, it's like a, people can look at this thing and they can, they make, they make assumptions about like what it is, who you are, how you did it, how you're thinking about it. And not even thinking about these like specific, like the amount of time it takes you to do this project, but like the amount of time it took you to like learn those people skills so that you can interpret what they want. Like, Mm -hmm. It's a, it's an incredible like uh, amalgamation of all of these skills and all of the lives that you've lived and like everything you know, and yeah, people are very, very bad at like getting that. Assuming, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of assumptions, and yeah. uh, you know, and usually it falls into 
someone not understanding why it costs so much. Right, right, right. And it's very, it costs so much because the materials I use are high quality. For one thing, you're getting a high quality. It takes a talent. Not everybody can do this. Right. Um, you know, it takes skills. Yeah. Um, very trade skills that, that you learn over time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and time. Yeah. So all that together comes to a price and I'm probably still underselling myself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's hard. Well, I can see like you mentioned earlier, like public, public art and public works. I can see that being like something that's like somewhere in the middle, like everybody can enjoy it. Mm -hmm. But I, I know what you mean. It's like a, it's hard to like, we have these ethics and these kind of like poetic ideas about like what we want art to like do or to mean in the world but then Mm -hmm. we live in cap in capitalism and so there's like these constraints yeah and it's it's very confusing it's just like the same thing as I don't like getting a a lot of attention however the very thing I do brings a lot of attention to me yeah yeah you know because like constantly getting compliments (laughs) it you you almost get desensitized to it yeah and you don't want to become ego big giant ego you know you don't I don't want to become that way but you know when people put you up on a pedestal or say you know you're a tile celebrity and you know (laughs) and people want to to work with you just because they know your work it's kind of weird to me you know it's like I still don't really know how to to be that person yeah so I just kind of hang back and like you know, I show people what I'm working on because it's really cool. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not doing it for the purpose of getting pats on the back. I I know what you mean. You know, and it's it's hard. It is tricky. It's like you want people. Well, I mean, I think I, I want people to like see what I see. Like Mm -hmm. I want people to like, for me, it's like, I made this thing and it's like so precious to me. I just want you to experience this beautiful thing. Yes. And I don't need it to come back and be like about me, but it's it's, it's, at the same time, it's like, if you're seeing this, you're seeing a cut of me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's weird. I know. It's weird. It's like you, for me, I want people to understand the context. Like, I, I want you to understand me better like with this thing, but like you can't, you got to do the right math. <laughs> like it has to yeah. be the right, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. It's, it's tricky. <laughs> well, that leads me perfectly. It just is where, whatever it is, you know? Yeah. It, who knows? <laughs> well, that leads perfectly to what I, what I think is kind of my last question or last topic, which is like, what are the, what are the ideas or thoughts or like, what are you kind of working on now? Like more internally, like, what are you curious about? What's on the horizon for you, like, yeah. philosophically, artistically? Are you, well, what are you I've, working on? I've said yes to a few more things yeah. that I have upcoming. Cool. Um, so I'm now a board member of Canvas for a Cause, which cool. is a nonprofit in um, Salt Lake. Amazing. And um, they work with um, youth. Cool. And art and youth. And, you know, it's just... It's a place that I can actually give back and volunteer um, my time and and perhaps inspire other young people to do this um, or to just achieve whatever their dreams are. It's possible even when you're in the dark, in the 
dark, stormy clouds that you can do something awesome. But um, so I'm doing that. And then University of Utah reached out to me and uh, the I'm going to be teaching a class. Wow, Andy, so, that's so cool. Yeah. Have you done anything and like I, that before? I didn't apply. Ugh. They just heard about me and they wanted me to reach out and and so and then I yeah. um like had an interview and yeah, yeah so I'm going to be teaching a mosaics class uh November wow. for in a college setting yeah and um which is cool I've yeah. done a couple classes before yeah. in like um at Western Art Glass in yeah. in South Salt Lake cool. and my studio is in South Salt Lake too okay. so I've done a couple classes there and but to be considered like a college that's level huge. class. Yeah. That's huge. I'm excited about that. That's amazing. And it was just something that I was like, okay, yeah, let, yeah. I'll do it, you know. I love it. And who knows? I don't, you know, maybe I won't like it as much as I think I will. It's not about It's an educated yes. Yeah, it's an and educated, then we'll pay yes. attention. Yeah, yeah. So I love it. And then I've got this big mural going on, and I've got—I usually have about five or six projects in my studio. Cool. Happening. Cool. So I'm definitely going to try to balance everything and balance family and my children. Yeah. Which balance is a very big part of balance. Everything. What is it? <laughs> it's, I don't know about it. It's tough. <laughs> It's so hard. Well, and I feel like it's that same thing we were talking about at the very beginning, at least for me, like I see this like faith and this optimism, like this thing that I think is like part of who I am. Mm -hmm. It gets out of control sometimes. Like sometimes I say yes to too many things. Mm -hmm. I I'm too optimistic about future Emily. I'm like, oh yeah. Like I book a thing and then I'm like, I can, I can do that. And then when I'm in it, I'm like, I'm too tired. (laughs) Like it's just too much. It's hard. It's hard to know. Baby steps. Yeah. Well, and then I think I try to be patient with myself and think like maybe it's balance. I heard it. I heard another artist. I think she's an actress, but say like someone asked her about balance in an interview and she said like, well, I don't think that much about balance in a day. I think about balance over a year. Like there are some months that I spend a lot of time with my kids and then some months that I'm just really at work. And I feel like it's just... Yeah, like there's other models. Like there's mm-hmm. different ways we can think about these things. And right. Just paying attention, being flexible. Yeah. This is kind of a weird question I've never asked anybody, but what's what what do you feel like you'd like to for the world to like look like? Like what are the things you like just hope for? Like to see in the world, what would you like it to look like? Wow. I know. <laughs> That's deep. Yeah, but I feel like you're kind of deep. Yeah. Like I'm curious what you think. I don't know. I feel like um, I would love the world to, you know, be kinder and more loving and yeah. and um, everybody, you know, just, I don't know. I, I feel like there won't ever be this picture perfect world, yeah. you know, but if 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 we had the balance of that yeah. you know that that might be achievable yeah so balance yeah i don't know i have been thinking about this a lot my new my album that i just released is kind of like about these things it's called the hallowed wide and it's like 
the sacred kind of distance between people mm-hmm. and because we really are so similar. Yeah. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. The last song on the record, uh, um, it's there's one line that's like, you know, we need the air and water. Like yeah. we we forget that we're just like made of the same stuff. Like mm-hmm. we're all different, but we're all the same. Like, yeah, we just, we need, we're just fragile if, little beings. <laughs> and I think it's important to share ideas. Absolutely. Like, um, cause you, like I was saying, when, when I just moved from the South right. to the North yeah, and then I saw things from a different perspective. Yeah. If, if you go somewhere different, you can view a whole different perspective right. and, you know, if we, we lived in the suburbs all our life, then let's go live in a, in a big city in a, or, a, or in a, a village yeah. in Africa, right. you know, like what a culture shock that would be. Yeah, yeah. And, but you would see things from a whole different perspective and you would learn from them, Totally, you know? And so I feel like we could all learn from each other. Yeah, I think yeah. anyone can teach anyone anything, like yeah, anyone yeah. can teach it. Anyone, Anyone something. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what yeah. you meant. So you can learn, yeah, constantly learn from yeah. different people all over the world. Totally. Sometimes yeah. I think, like, like lately, I really have been like, I'm thinking about all these things and I haven't quite figured out how they fit mm-hmm. together. Like it's yeah. that puzzle thing again. Like yeah. I really get that. I when you were talking about that, I was like, I really feel that. I don't build. I don't build mm-hmm. puzzles, but I like. I feel like it's like that. But sometimes I think that what artists are doing is like being the translators between people. Like right. sometimes I think that's what we do. Like, yeah. and then it's weird to think like, you know, ha- as a, as a tile artist, like it might not seem obvious that you're being a translator between people, but like for sure that's a thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I don't know. It's very curious. It's very yeah. interesting. Is there anything else that you feel like you want to share or like that you've been kind of thinking about that you feel like we've missed? Well, oh, I did want to mention this yeah. has nothing to do with mosaics. Please. <laughs> but my friend that I, we made the nature leaves and we're trying yeah. to sell them when, yeah. as kids. We recently got back from hiking a 56-mile section on the Appalachian Trail. Wow. So we try to get together, yeah. um, you know, every year or so cool. and do something fun. Yeah. And she's really adventurous too. She's like little four foot eleven cute bottle of spunk. Yeah. And so we did that and the last day I collected leaves and sticks oh and like gosh. random things. So I'm gonna make her like a nature leaf <laughs> and I then send it. it to her. But I don't know. That's beautiful. Yeah. I, I just, love that you're uh, still friends with her. Mm-hmm. She's like a muse. Like you're, it's like you're each other's muse she or something. Would be the greatest person to to see, like to see outside of the box how I grew as a person for me, yeah. and me as well uh, for right. her because yeah. she grew into being a psychotherapist. Cool. You know, and I could see how that all isn't that amazing translated That's over the I years love asking about the childhood. Cause it's like, it yeah. helps us trace back these steps of like, who's this person with me sitting with me. Mm-hmm. And like, it helps with that story a little bit. Like I always say, like, I feel like I can ask better questions to like the adult that I'm talking to. If I understand like right. some things about the child that they were. Yeah. And it's important to, to, um, don't be miserable 
you know, mm-hmm. if you're miserable in your life and your job, figure out what you really want and yeah. go for it. You know, That's I think good advice, figure out some way. Yeah, our life is so short. You might as well enjoy it or just try things or just. You know, there's always room. That's something that I've found. Like when there are problems that feel so big, there's always like a little opening. There's just like some little place that you can like, you know, and another philosophy I've been thinking about is like, you just never know what you're in the middle of. Like, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're making. And just the the smallest decision of leaving the house or not can change the course of your entire life. Totally. You know? Yeah, if you're paying attention. Yeah, I think like, yeah, you just, we got to pay attention, be like having faith in people, like, you know, having faith in these little things, like, you know, just even with like paragliding, like you didn't, you didn't know, like when you went to go do it, like, yeah, maybe it was going to end up like, oh, this is a fun thing, but it's not something I love, but it could have been, you know, and just like having that kind of, having that kind of mind of like, Maybe, who knows? I don't know what this is. I don't know who this person is to me. Like, you know, anybody could be anything. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's cool to just like see it like a big, yeah, see it like a big thing. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Angie, this has been so wonderful. I have um, two little questions that I ask everybody at the very end. First, on this day, what's your dream collaboration? And it can be a collaboration with like, a person like another artist or like an institution or like just a, you know, you can, you can be flexible with this question. Hmm. Well, I think a dream collaboration at this point in my life would probably be to do a swimming pool with Jimmy Reed. Who's this like well-known swimming pool installer that cool. does like all these big giant houses uh, and, I would want to do a big mural and I have it in my head, but it just hasn't happened yet. So I know that something is going to come about where cool. It'll just be, it just this really cool pool. Yes. I love it. Do you have like a a mural in your mind? I feel like it's going to be floral for some reason. I love it. Yeah. Well, maybe because it lets you do like a bunch of different shapes and a bunch of different colors. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, so you don't something have to pick a favorite. And... Yeah. Cool. Okay. And then finally, tell everybody where to find your work. Um, okay. Well, I have a website and it is uniquemosaicsllc.com. Cool. You can also find my work on Instagram and Facebook, if you search for Unique Mosaics, and there's actually a lot of pictures are on on the social media pages cool. rather than the website. So, yeah. um, and then and LinkedIn. Yeah. So yeah, great. Yeah. Well, Angie, thank you so much for coming. Thank I you. I'm so grateful that you like said said yes <laughs> that this was an educated yeah. yes. <laughs> It was great to meet you. You're so inspiring and so cool. Yeah, it was good to meet you too. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on and asking me to come. It's my absolute joy. Thank you so much. 
Thanks for listening to Artifice. Our theme song is As You Are from My Album Masks with artwork and merch designs by Sarah Keel. If you'd like to recommend a professional artist for an interview on the podcast, you can reach me through my website, emilymerrellmusic.com. That's E-M-I-L-Y-M-E-R-R-E-L-L music.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks again. Have a great week.